Hi, I'm Erica Ramirez, founder of Illy and host of What About Your Friends, a podcast dedicated to the many lives of friendship and how it's portrayed in pop culture. Every Wednesday on the Ringer Dish feed, I talk to my best friend, Stephen Othello, and your favorites from within the Ringer and beyond about friendships on TV, in movies, pop culture, and our real lives. So join me every Wednesday on the Ringer Dish feed, where we try to answer the question TLC asked back in the day, what about your friends? This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Iced Tea. Go beyond reality with new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea and discover a berry delicious world bursting with unexpected blackberry flavor. A world so full of refreshing blackberry iced tea that you may never want to leave. But there's always time to linger. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com slash pureleaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. All right, everybody, welcome back. Two, the pod has spoken. Season 44 of Survivor. It's older than me now. I'm only 43. I will be 44. We are on episode seven. Let's not be cute about it. There's a, a saying I think uh, I tried to get too cute that goes for a lot of sports, like pickleball all the time. So it also works for Survivor. You don't want to get too cute or you might get caught out. I am joined by my co-host, Almost a mirror image of me in each and every way. Uh, Riley McAtee. Riley, what's up, dude? What's up? How's it going? It's great. I always look forward to our moments together here uh, before we introduce our guest. I always look forward to the way that you introduced me. This is a good Do one. Do you? Yeah. This was a good one. You like this one? Yeah. You always come up with something. Okay. Yeah. Well, one time I called you my sidekick. A bunch of times I did. And finally you corrected <laughs> me and said, I'm actually once. a co-host. And I was like, I'll have to read the bylaws of the podcast. but I'll give it to you. <laughs> it's a good bit. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we are joined by a very good friend of the podcast, a very good personal friend, winner of Survivor Africa, loser of Survivor All-Stars, and winner of our hearts, uh, winners at war, Ethan Zahn. Ethan, how's it going, dude? Uh, happy Passover. Is that what you celebrated this past week? Yeah. Thank you for that. Uh, it's great to be here on the pod. I am a diehard fan of you guys yes so uh it's really nice to be back here in person live on the pod yeah and thank you it is passover so i appreciate the uh, acknowledgement and what are you doing for passover you know uh you have seders so we had the first two nights of seders and then you uh are you celebrating with family and friends or who are you seeing throughout this time because you're in florida and that's not where your family is correct yeah this is a little bit of a different uh we i zoomed into a seder uh back in massachusetts okay. so it was a little bit awkward but you know we still got the job done and uh one of the most fun parts of a seder which you know some folks may not know is the thing called the afikomen mm-hmm. and the afikomen is like the hidden immunity idol of the seder so at the beginning of the seder you break a pizza matzah you hide it and then you let the kids go 
search around and uh, find it. If you win it, you get a little like, you know, maybe silver dollar or five bucks cash or something. So like, I, I happen to be really good at finding the Alfie Coleman. Yeah. And uh, it's this year I wasn't able to play because I wasn't there in person, but I hit a bunch of pieces of mozzarella around the house and just went and searched for them anyway. So would you rather have $5 or a silver dollar? I'd rather have a silver dollar. Because they're actually. cool. Actually. Because they're just so cool. They're rare. I don't see them that much anymore in circulations. I'd actually rather a fire token. Uh-huh. But, uh, you know, the rabbis aren't passing out fire tokens for Passover these days. I'm glad that your holidays are uh, going well and your celebrations. Thank you. Let's get into this episode. Yeah, let's do it. A lot going on. We get there and it's called the Merge Tribe. They haven't come up with a name yet. You know, like you have to come up with a name at some point. Right. Productions like come up with a name, name the tribe. What has been your experience naming tribes? Have you had input on naming tribes? Have you been the deciding factor or the driving force in getting a name selected? Because basically what happens is they somebody comes in from production, a producer says, hey, you guys got to name your tribe before we move forward any further in this game, before we take any more actions, you need to name your tribe. Yeah. Then all the contestants stumble around each other trying to get their name passed but then also not willing to agree on someone else's name for the tribe. And then it eventually comes to a grinding halt until production has to step in again and then be like, you got 15 minutes, name the tribe. And then it's a rush to name the tribe and whoever has the loudest voice uh, gets the tribe name at that point. Yeah, I don't have much experience naming tribes. I think Survivor Africa, we named it Motomaji. Um, Survivor All Stars never made the merge, and then obviously winners of world were winners at war didn't didn't have anything to do with that. But I do remember they gave us paints and they want us to make a new flag. I don't know if they still do that these days, yeah. but yeah, it's uh, it was a lot of talk about what to name the tribe. I like what Yaya um, Yam Yam Jam Jam Yam Yam Yeah We call him Jam Jam. I like Jam Jams. I like you know he's kind of navigating and trying to get his you know his name, name in the actual name of the <laughs> yeah. tribe. So. I do like that. I like how he suggests his own name. But I also think that like the play here is if you want it something personal, you say that it is a word in the native tongue of which is Mm -hmm. now always Fiji. So always Fijian. So if you're like, I want it to be my middle name. Riley, what's your middle name? Tanner. Tanner. So Riley's out there and he's like, yo, guys, Tanner means strength and wellness in Fijian. And then yeah, like, you wow, think they're going to buy that? Wow, that's <laughs> incredible. We should. And you're like, I mean, I just did some research beforehand and it means, yeah, this is strength and togetherness with wellness and health and immunity. And they're like, immunity? That's a survivor word, too. <laughs> and you're like, yeah. And it's all wrapped up in one word, Tanner. <laughs> and then everybody's like, that's really cool. And then they name it Tanner. And so that's the way if you want to get your name passed is to just like, bloat up whatever is supposed to mean in the language of the island you're from you're playing on what did they end up coming up with for this name uh, vava that. which was four oh, four supposedly i didn't background check any of this uh or fact check any of it but uh va supposedly is four in fijian and so for okay. season 44 va va four four oh. Not bad. Yeah, not, not bad. bad. It, I actually, it has some flow to it. It's nice and simple, easy to remember. And uh, all of those things are good for us on the podcast here. What do you think of the whole number system in general versus like the name of a season versus a number of a season? Does that have any impact on you? I think that 
if you go back in time, the seasons are always more numeric. They're remembered more numerically. Uh, obviously, your Survivor Africa, that one stands out. But even like Survivor Token Chains, that's what it was called. Yeah. A lot of people are like season 18. Got it. And right. so I think that, I think to keep things in order, like the title should always be the number and then it can be followed by right. the location. Like Survivor 40 Winners at War had both. I think that was yeah. you know, one of the Survivor first ones. Survivor 40 Winners that. at War, Survivor 41 Fiji, Survivor 42 Fiji, Survivor 43 <laughs> Fiji, Survivor 44 <laughs> Fiji. <laughs> Right. I like that. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I've only ever watched the seasons I'm on, uh-huh. so I don't know really what else Where the locations on, but... were. They, yeah, they're all exactly. in Fiji now. Okay, got it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so while uh, everyone is going back and forth on the tribe name, there's two people absent, and they are on their romantic walk, uh, Matt and Franny. And this is where we get Matt saying he feels weirdly comfortable, and that's yes. where I go bro, your time is coming <laughs> to an end. <laughs> yeah, you know, I've listened to your podcast, obviously. And so we, you know, you tune into some of the editing tricks that uh, CBS does. And I think this episode was clearly targeting one person. If I looked at, uh, you know, the beginning edits, middle edits, and yes. obviously the final edits. But, but you never know with editing if they're trying to trick us. And we get the rebound from Matt where he figures out the idol he's holding is fake. And not only that, he figures out that Danny most likely set him up. And then I'm like, okay, Matt, here we go. Maybe, maybe you're, this is a misdirect here. Did you like that read? Was it impressive? Well, it wasn't that impressive. Obviously, it was just uh, he had more knowledge all of a sudden after, you know, speaking with Brandon and figuring actually what that clue was in the bird birdcage. I was a little surprised that he so quickly let everyone know that, oh, I must have found the fake idol, whereas he probably could have held that information and maybe even Utilized used it. that fake idol for someone else. But he, Matt seemed to be very quick in all aspects of the game of sharing some information that may not need to be shared yeah. in that moment. Yeah. I I don't disagree with you there. He definitely should have held on to it longer and thought about what he was going to do with it because you could use that as a weapon still. Yeah, now that definitely. you know it, it's even more of a weapon if you know it's fake. But he did shine a light on Dan and that moment he shined a light on Danny and Danny's dishonesty yeah. versus Brandon who obviously shared everything with everyone. Um, and so I think that was a good thing where he threw it on Danny and then put a target on him. Like he's really smart. He's playing a good game. He's doing something little conniving to me. So he must be doing it to you guys as well. So I think that was a good move. Um, however, yeah, like I said, keep that information to yourself. Yeah. And then we cut to Danny targeting Lauren. So already before the challenge, we've got Danny targeting Lauren. He tells everybody pretty much let's vote for Lauren. She has two votes. Let's get rid of them. And then we have, uh, Matt and that crew trying to target Danny. Are you at this moment in this episode, are you thinking that one is in more danger than the other here? Yeah, I definitely would think in that moment that Lauren is probably, you know, more in danger. I just feel like, you know, Danny has an idol. Yeah. And he, you know, has a fake idol out there with Matt. But yeah, I think Danny was in a good position there. I think that's a smart move. You know, anytime you want to throw out a name, whether it's for a personal re- reason, 
or not, I think it's good to have a reason. Like she's got two votes. We got to get her off. So like any reason to point it on one person or another is a smart move. Is he too loosey-goosey here with naming names? Because that was my only concern is that it's before the challenge. True. I've named names before challenges only to see the that name win the challenge and then have to right. go back to the drawing board. So rather than force yourself to go back to the drawing board and also have information out there that you're against somebody, isn't it always best to wait till after the challenge? Probably. Yeah. It gets back to the original, like the more information you have. That's one thing that's going on right now is like, there's just, everyone is so open and honest with information and challenges in this game. I haven't necessarily seen that much honesty before. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's interesting how everyone's playing the game. And I don't know if because it's small groups and everyone's watching everyone more uh, in more detail that people feel the need to share that information because they don't want to be caught lying. But then Survivor's all about lying. So it's, it just doesn't make sense to me. I mean, it makes sense, but it doesn't make sense. I played with Monica Culpepper and she would talk so much and she'd always say the truth in there. <laughs> she was uh, one of my allies. And at first I was very concerned. I was like, she's sharing way too much info with people. But then it would be intermingled with like harebrained strategy that her and whoever's talking to could perhaps engage in. And then everybody didn't know which way was up with her. So I was like, yeah, I'll just let her keep talking because everybody's like just like spinning circles because even though she's sharing the truth, she's also sharing these crazy strategic ideas and mm -hmm. nobody knows uh, how to separate the fact from the fiction. So it ended up being okay. Uh, I also think that, and I could be wrong, but when I watched these newer Survivor seasons, I think they did come to a point where people were sharing so much information that now part of the reason that they introduce all of these uh, new advantages is to try and keep people from sharing all of the information. And also maybe for, to confuse people from knowing what's real and what's not. Well, that's clearly what's going on in this season. The whole uh, uncertainty play where they're creating in lots of moments where there's now fake idols out there, there's real idols out there, there's you know going to be real clues with fake idols, you know, real clues with real idols. So to be able to strategically play a linear game is virtually impossible yeah. because it's got to be tribal to tribal because there's there's just so much variability and luck involved in how you play that you know the only way to play i feel in today's games to kind of not play you got to sit back a little bit wait for other people to make mistakes or play their idols wrong or their clues incorrectly and then maybe if you can make it to the merge you start turning it on the last you know four or five days of the game um, because I think if you're playing too hard, then you're going to get voted off. But if you kind of sit in back, I don't think people will notice as much. Um, so a little bit of an under the radar defensive game versus this an offensive big, you know, big move type obvious gameplay. I, I, I like that. That's just the way I'm reading it. I like that idea. I think, uh, especially what you said about like playing tribal to tribal rather than playing a linear game from start to finish with a couple different alliances when you need to hop or, you know, or change a direction. I think in the past, contestants that got to the end playing a tribal to tribal style game were penalized 
like that wasn't mm-hmm. respected necessarily because there wasn't not as much loyalty to some of the people that yeah. you sent to the jury. But now are people being rewarded for that? I think so. I don't think there's any other way to play. Yeah. You know, you see, uh, you know, Brandon and Danny kind of trying to make that bromance, maybe want to secure a long-term alliance there, but you just, you just can't yeah. because as we see, there's just so much going on at every moment and every turn that to put all your eggs in one basket with one alliance doesn't make sense. Well, let's go to the challenge then, because yeah, this is a moment where there are some very sharp twists and turns. Yes. And I'd like to get your opinion on these because I was a little confused at the rationale behind, uh, you know, splitting up everyone into two teams to make smaller groups. I don't mind that. I like that I mean, twist. the teams, I mean, but one team is safe and one team is... So So here's what we have. So in the, you go to the immunity challenge, there's 11 people. Two teams of five with the remaining person selecting which team they're backing, which ends up being Carson. I'd also like to mention, sorry, that it's day 14, everyone. Three quarters of the way through the season. Three quarters of the way through the season and day 14, and they've already merged. Okay, just what day was the merge on old school Survivor? It wasn't much later than that. So the merge... It was about the same, honestly. Maybe, yeah. Maybe... It must have been. It was like in the 20s. 13 to 15. But it was it was a lot. It was still, yeah, around then, because it's about half the cast, a little over half the cast is the merge. Okay, Riley's going to fact check us here. Joe on your on token teams was evacuated on day twenty. I think that was the day of the merge or the day after. Yeah, the day probably a day or two after the merge. Okay, okay. so day eighteen, day seventeen, somewhere in there. Earlier. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. a, a few days earlier. Well, they actually merged on day. 12 i think that's right they do like the fake the, we, we do this sort of fake merge and then everybody gets oh, their right. buffs later yeah. so the, the merge takes like three days now is the problem yeah. Two days. <laughs> <laughs> so let's this immunity challenge here's what i like about it yeah and you have two teams of five you got the remainder there and the winner from each team is immune and the winner of those two people or the person who lasts the longest total overall those five are also immune, mm-hmm. but they don't get to vote at tribal council. And here's why I like this. Yes, bring it. The people competing for the win need to adjust on the fly. And Franny did not. She chose poorly every single step of the way this episode. <laughs> yeah, she needed to throw it when she got the, the immunity. Yeah. I don't know what she was thinking. She's a new player. She's going for glory. She's not thinking about the war. She's thinking about the battle. She's thinking about how cool she's going to look on TV. She's excited. She's amped. You want to win on Survivor because it looks great. And she's watching it at home thinking, yes, I won that thing. But also, I'm an idiot. I should have thrown it. Yes. So that's what I like. They have to make this decision. and They have to make it on the fly. And it's not mm-hmm. always the case because you it could play out where there's four people in orange still there and uh, all the purple are gone. And then at that point, it's not going to matter if you throw it or not. But in this moment, the way it played out with Franny versus Brandon, there was an opportunity for one of them to protect an entire side of their choosing. Right. Franny, rather than breaking it down and saying, who's my number one ally and can I save them and should I save them? She went for glory. She did. After she went for glory, instead of saying I should have thrown it, she said, I hope Matt's safe. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
So what you're saying is that she had immunity already. Yes. And then all she, she could have thrown it and she would have protected Matt. Correct. Yeah, you're right. And then just not tell anybody that she threw it. Just like, oh, yeah. fumbled the ball. She yeah. still wins immunity. She doesn't win the overall. She's not uh, regaled as a hero by the foursome or whoever. But she also has uh, some power in dictating who goes home because she's on that voting tribe now or that voting team. Mm -hmm. And so everything would have been in her favor to do that rather right. than what she did. Because so there's six total and she is holding immunity. That gives her right. a lot of power to push her agenda and to dictate right. which way the vote goes. And that would have been so much more powerful than just going for the glory here and then being oblivious to how to protect Matt in any capacity. She forgets his bag at tribal council. Yeah, so that's one thing I learned. Did you know, I mean, is a shot in the dark given to each person yes. in their bag? Yes, they get an, it? I did not it's know an that. In a, it's in an envelope. It's like in a little oh, wallet. So I don't, do you think that's fair? I mean, I know nothing's fair in Survivor, but like, listen. To pass the bag? No, to not, to like be penalized for not bringing your bag to a challenge. Yeah, that's the twist. That's the twist and turn. Right. Has that ever happened before? I don't think it's ever happened before. Like you forgot your idol. Like how do you forget no, your idol? No, people have left their idol at home at camp before and people have done stuff like that. So I think that's not out of the realm. But like when they're going to to tribal council, like I, I feel yeah. like it is you are kind of getting the rug pulled out from under you. Yeah. When it's like, oh, you're not you're never gonna return to camp before tribal. Like yeah. that that's very rare. But that's the new era. That's the new era of Survivor. And that's probably what they wanted uh, was not five people playing the the shot in the dark at the same time, you know? True. Are you kidding me? I think Jeff would love... I feel like Jeff is waiting for the tribal when <laughs> everyone plays the shot in the dark. Six and... Nobody votes. Not one person Everyone votes. gets a shot in the dark. <laughs> the zero vote tribal? Jeff would love that. <laughs> that, would be that would be incredible. <laughs> but the safety with no power. Very in interesting. You like it. I thought it was very interesting. I thought it forced people to think strategically on the fly in the moment. And there was strategic benefits and and repercussions based on your choice and it's not always going to play out that way like i said if purple would have all been eliminated earlier and franny was battling with another orange she's already protected their tribes already won then it's not going to matter but the way it played out on tv for us yeah purple versus orange as the two finalists brandon versus franny yep it was an opportunity to act strategically and it didn't seem like either one of them was thinking that way at all. No. And that's just being Glory. a new player, too. Like, you're excited. You're excited to be on the show. You want to win a challenge because you want to show off for everybody and, and have that little check mark on your resume, on your survivor resume, and all of those things. So I get it. I get it. But yeah. it seems like even when she was done, she still never even contemplated, like, I no. should have thrown that. Never, not one right. time. All she thought was, maybe Heidi can win. Maybe Heidi will protect Matt because I I didn't like, she's like, Heidi has to now protect Matt. Maybe their love isn't as strong as we thought, you know? Like maybe it just wasn't as, you know, the game conquered love versus the other way around. She wasn't thinking clearly. Well, but I was also thinking maybe Franny doesn't want to be tied so tight to Matt. And this is her opportunity to say goodbye without it having any blood <laughs> yeah. on her hands like that could that's also be too. that's not what we saw on tv but there right, are right. moments like that where you need to you know 
severed. Like Blood Versus Water, was it easier for you to play solo or with your wife? It was, I mean, I didn't really get to play with her, so I don't fully know, but it probably was easier to, you know, to navigate by myself. But I'm also thinking of, you know, there's just those moments where you're like, oh, I'll never write your name down. And then other people write (laughs) their name down and you're like, oh, I'm so sorry. We're allies. I didn't know that was (laughs) like, that does happen. Like getting on heroes versus villains, everybody knew that coach and I had just come off a season together. Right. And I made sure very uh, early, I was like, if we got to get rid of coach, we got to get rid of coach. I have nothing. No, let's do it. Like I will be the first to lead the charge if that's, and for me, it would have been safer for my game and everything anyways, if I would have gotten down the road further. But I think there are those moments. I don't think Franny was thinking that way. I think earlier in the season, she probably was. But it didn't seem it from this episode that she was taking any of that into account. Question about the challenge itself, like the physical side of it. What, like I love, you know, these first challenges come merge. I love. They're usually an endurance yeah. challenge. What did you think of the, you know, the pole on the head with the balancing of the ball? Like I'm thinking, and it's probably good for people to know. Like, does the size of your feet matter in a challenge where the balance beam gets narrower as you get closer to the front? Like. Brandon, I'd assume, has a larger than average foot because of his height. Yeah. Do you think that makes a difference? Yeah, it definitely it definitely makes a difference. And I think survivor challenge builders uh, are aware of the bigger differences there. So if height is going to be a factor in the challenge, then they definitely do, you know, adjust for that. So and that's why sometimes they're like, okay, Ethan, you're on the yellow. Tyson, you're on the orange. Like those are the times it matters. And if you notice that happening, then they have accounted for that and they realize that there is a strong advantage there. The Challenge USA right. is like, oh, we have a nine foot pole. You got to throw a tire on and you're only four foot five. Well, that's <laughs> the brakes, man. Them's the brakes. Uh, and, and so it's Survivor does usually. And I think there probably is something here, that, but I don't think it's a big enough thing that Survivor... Uh, challenge builders are going to be able to accurately account for on the width of the balance beam. And I think Brandon, Mm -hmm. big feet, could be an advantage, could be a disadvantage, hard to say, you know? And so I don't think in that moment it really fully mattered that much. Uh, And obviously he uh, beat out pretty much everyone with smaller feet than him, except for Franny. (laughs) And I can't imagine that Franny also has the second or largest feet (laughs) on the island. We don't know. (laughs) We don't know. So... So I don't think that that really, you know, was too important. But I mean, I also want to make note of the um, the actual immunity necklace itself. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I wasn't super in love with the immunity idols, the shield and the... Yeah, that was uh, that the thing dagger. was a, a little bit different. And this one kind of looked like, I don't know, I don't know, like a night. It's like what they would imagine in the 1950s, like a futuristic version of like some powerful necklace would look like. It's a little like you know, Jetsons, Fred Flintstone, okay. you know, beats up and I don't know. It's just like a bulky metal object with, I don't know what it looked like. I wasn't a big fan of either of them. Yeah. Just like you're know. a big immunity necklace guy. I know that you do notice yeah. immunity necklaces. I don't really notice them that much. I really? remember, uh, token chains was a bunch of feathers and I liked that cause I got to wear it on my head, like a headdress, but <laughs> I don't necessarily remember any of the other seasons. Oh. Uh, I look forward to the immunity you, you like to look and see yeah. what it is. I like jewelry in general, you know? Yeah, you're a jewel guy. I'm a jewel guy, uh, yeah. 
So yeah, I didn't really notice that, but I, I think the theme, uh, the medieval theme is, is definitely different. When I think yeah. of uh, medieval times, I don't necessarily think of uh, island getaways. Uh, <laughs> right. So, uh, <laughs> but I, I like the challenge. The challenge is, is yeah, great. There's some different aspects. There's balancing with endurance, with some agility, but come merge, you know, there seems to be a lot more focus on these attributes and I do like them to switch it up. Like if it's another balance thing, uh, mm. two more times in a row, then that is, uh, you know, a little monotonous, but yeah. it also gets hard. It's like, how do you select, uh, challenges that are equal for both men and women and mm -hmm. different body types and different strengths and weaknesses where it's a true measure, not based on any of your God-given talents, Yeah, you know, or maybe it is, but like a balance thing is, is genderless is strengthless in measure. And so that's yeah. where that's like, you know, there's only so many challenges you can do that are going to be a fair fight in general across all ages, genders, etc. cetera. Yes. I've been listening to another podcast, Jeff Probst, Ooh. which I'm sorry, is that okay? Is that okay to say here? Yeah, I don't even I'm know if he does. I'm not cheating on you. I will listen to yours first, and then mm -hmm. I listen to him. I don't like, even know, I don't know if he does do it anymore. Stuff. It's probably not worth looking up. Okay, yeah. But he did go have an episode about going behind the scenes and all the challenges mm -hmm. and how they create them and the details in which they create them. And, you know, it's fairly, if you're a fan of the show, it's interesting to, to learn why they are doing some of the things they do and and the checking of the challenge to make sure it is fair in certain aspects they do have a person on site i want to say he's like a rules person with the like whenever you have a game show you have to have someone there to make sure that everything's fair yeah so i, I like the fact that they do take real consideration into that to make sure it's as fair as possible for all the contestants like you said height weight you know the length of things you know is all applicable to the person yes that's competing yes we get the losing team and Brandon drops. So they're heading to a different beach. Yeah. So they don't have their bags. We touched on that. Doesn't seem like any of them are really a fan of that. They all are like, oh, we're all being separated from our stuff. I know that in general, producers, when they come and prepare you for the challenge, because they usually give you like a heads up, oh, you got like 10 minutes to challenge, yeah. to go time, take anything you feel is necessary. Mm. They do always say, like, you know, take the things that you want there. They don't necessarily say, you know, take your shot in the dark and stuff like that. Right. So you do have an opportunity to take whatever you want. You can take anything you right. want to the challenge. You can take anything you want to tribal. I pretty much never took anything to tribal that <laughs> was not a necessity to me uh, outside of the game. Interesting. I always took everything to travel. It's garbage. To me, it's garbage. Yeah. It's like, what am I going to do? Put, put that stuff in my garage and then, uh, you know, uh, go and hug and kiss it every uh, three <laughs> years when I get sad that nobody remembers me. Well, you gave me some of your stuff and I do go hug and kiss it often <laughs> in the garage. So just to let you know. Good. Good. Well, I'm glad you're getting the joy from it. Uh, and Orange goes back to camp to eat. Uh, they get this peanut butter jelly reward. Yeah, looked pretty good. Decent sized bread. Yeah, decent sized bread. The ratio of jelly to peanut butter looked good. 
It isn't always great. Really? What do you prefer? Heavy, heavy on the jelly and peanut butter or? I'm heavy on the jelly, light on the peanut butter. But in this situation, I probably would have preferred heavy more peanut butter yeah. just because of the protein side of it. Yeah. But they do love a, a, a peanut butter in Survivor. Always. Yes. There'll always be a peanut butter appearance in Survivor. Yeah. Everybody loves peanut butter uh, when you are starving for some reason. It's something yeah. the body always craves. I'm more of a light peanut butter, light jelly guy in general. Okay. Like spread thin on both sides okay what just about like the bread, bread. yeah <laughs> listen just have some toast <laughs> yeah, right. yeah toast with a little bit of peanut butter a spread dusting, on it. a dusting to- of toast jelly peanut butter is very i'm not good. a jelly guy anyways i do peanut butter pl- by itself on an open-faced piece of toast uh but i'm eating those that's not a problem yeah. for me i'm definitely yeah. eating those it's not like mayonnaise or something no matter how starving i am you put a mayonnaise a sandwich with mayonnaise in front of me out of principle, I'm not eating it. It would be like cannibalism <laughs> for me. Like you could not get me to eat another person, no matter what, at any cost. I could be on what my- What is the, the minimum level of other product on that mayonnaise sandwich that would make you eat it? Is it like a piece of cheese? Nope. Uh, or a, a vegetable? Nope. Or it has to be a meat? Like a, a slice of turkey, thin slice so turkey? So if it was a sandwich, roasted? any sandwich, and it had mayonnaise on it, I'm out. Yeah. Okay. If I can wipe it clean with napkins enough (laughs) to not really see it, maybe a little bit in like the sponge of the bread, I see a little bit of mayonnaise. Maybe I don't even eat the piece of bread with the mayonnaise on it. Yeah. But yeah, you're not getting me to eat mayonnaise. Nice try, everybody. All right. Uh, Good to know. Yeah. So did uh, you know that, Riley, about Tyson? No, this is new, but. More for me. I, I love a sandwich with mayonnaise on it. Okay. <laughs> An Italian. Uh, We're going to have to talk to our bosses. We're going to have to talk to our bosses here, Riley. I don't know if uh, Mayo, this mustard, union, oil, vinegar, salt, pepper. This u- I like salt and vinegar, but do not put a mayonnaise on any of my stuff. Uh, uh, do you have an eating strategy on Survivor, though, um, Tyson? Yeah. Eat as much as you can as fast as you can. <laughs> <laughs> and... Because they only give you a limited amount of time. Like here on this channel. And ruin the rest for everyone else. Sure. Yeah. On this, on this beach here, you go and production's like, you got uh, 45 minutes to eat as much as you can, as fast as you can. Then we're opening the note. Yeah. And we go to the note, uh, before the note opens, everyone's speculating on whether or not it's going to be Matt or Jam Jam. They're pretty certain it's one of the two. Mm -hmm. Franny's still not even fathoming that she could have thrown that thing. (laughs) Like there's no, we get nothing from her about like, oh man, maybe I should have thrown it. I didn't realize that my feelings for Matt were going to be so strong. You know, she gets, we get like these woe is me confessionals that Matt might be on the chopping block, but not like, Mm -hmm. you know, I screwed the pooch. We open the note. Did you get this feeling like, uh, like fire token hunting feeling? Listen, I even, I, it's exact. I have notes. I put down notes, Tyson. I said, this is exactly like the fire token hunting. And I wanted to, you know, I did mention that you did give me some stuff and I wanted to show everyone this. That's mine. Is Tyson's wallet. With my signature on it. With your signature. And then on the inside, there is that, the actual clue from the fire token hunting challenge, right? Uh Nice. So very reminiscent of the edge of extinction so we had to run up a giant hill to find our fire tokens rob found three tyson you found one yep guess how many i found was there only four yes <laughs> mathematically it <laughs> right. just seemed that you found zero 
Yeah. I found zero of everything on, on Winners of War. I found nothing. Yeah. My entire time. Yeah. There. Nothing. Well, don't feel too bad. Okay. <laughs> okay, good. I'm glad we're over that. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. With Capella University's FlexPath format, you can set your own deadlines, learn at your pace, and access most coursework from anywhere at any time. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. This episode is brought to you by Rakuten. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% cash back at hundreds of stores, including headliners, Ulta, Ray-Ban, and Canon. Rakuten is how in-the-know shoppers get the best savings. They shop the brands they love and earn cash back on top of deals during Big Give Week, May 6th to May 13th. The cashback rates are even bigger. I'll be shopping for Adidas and Fenty. You can save on everything you need for summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cashback boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of Big Give Week's 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. We get the note and a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, what would I do in this moment? So what happens is the note is read. Producers are like, holding you there. It's not mm -hmm. like a free-for-all as soon as the note is read. They hold you there. Right. They explain it in a little greater detail if they need to. And here I think like, yeah, you need to because they're probably, and this is me just like, based on all my experience, they say, read the note. They read the note. They say, hold. And then they say, so you're going to find these keys. The keys are going to go in the lock. Twist them. Don't force them. If they don't work, they don't work. And don't force them too hard. Don't break anything. That's it. Everybody ready? Get your shoes on if you want to. And then we're going to tell you to go and then scramble. And yeah. so that's how it went. So it's still a, definitely a mad scramble. But yeah. they do also need to prep you a little bit for uh, the mad scramble. And also, you know, sometimes the note isn't clear enough with enough instructions. So that always happens behind the scenes. It happens with all the challenges and any of those uh you know, on the, the spur of the moment challenges that come in notes. Do you think it would be possible in that situation to, I guess there's only five people there, but to like, if you had the key that did open it and you kind of felt it to not open it in that moment and pretend until everyone goes away, no one found the key. And then you run back and you take it. But then there's not many people. Everyone know it was one of you there, but I don't know if that would gain you anything. Yeah. I, I thought that because I saw yeah. also that they had a, a key discard a little bowl yes. there. So I'm yep. wondering if it was like, once you try a they key, throw it, it in there. Yeah. Got it. Or also like, if you find the key and you don't, and you turn it and you think it doesn't work and you discard it, we'll let you know that you got the right key. Like, I don't right. know. I don't know exactly what the conversation is 
behind the scenes there because I wasn't there. But uh, I think you just have to go for it. You 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 definitely have to go for it based on what it ended up being. Would you have told everyone in that moment what the clue was, or would you've kept? She went around, and I think she executed poorly. Uh, but I don't think it necessarily is going to matter for her long run because it ended up being fine. But she went around to different people to be like, oh, I can protect so-and-so right. for, oh, I can protect so-and-so. Oh, I can protect so-and-so. And so everybody's like, oh, Heidi has so much power. And she had so much power. I think this is one of those moments where it's like, this is too much power. Yeah. This is too much power. Because I was thinking, right. unfortunately, it played out in a way that it didn't, she did not dictate the direction of the vote out. But many, many times, right. if this plays out over and over and over again, the person who wins that little advantage is going to be able to dictate who goes home. Because all she has to do is stand up, announce who she's voting for, who she's stealing the vote from, and for everyone to join her. Because, yeah, a control the vote. But this is a new advantage, right? It's never been seen before. Yeah, and I don't mind it in in a larger group with more people, but the way it plays out here, it played out fine. I think it's fortunate that it played out where she stole or she chose one of Lauren's votes to vote for uh, Jam Jam. But Lauren still only voted once. She didn't use both her votes, which I was thinking she may... If she wanted to throw it, if she wanted to get Janjum out, she could have. Well, they could have even without the, uh, without using her extra vote too. Because Brandon and Jamie just both could have voted for Jam Jam because Matt was probably going to vote Jam Jam. So did did Lauren play her extra vote? Yeah. Do you think she should have? Because everyone knows she has it. Danny's been weaponizing that knowledge against her. Should she have played it to get rid of it? If if Heidi had stolen Lauren's vote and put it on one of the other Ratu people, then that opens the door for yeah. there being like a two-two tie or like something weird happening. Mm-hmm. But because like they were probably gonna split some votes for Jam Jam and Matt or vote one way or the other anyways, like putting it on Jam Jam, I think actually like was Heidi's way of like using that advantage but not actually really changing anything. Yeah. Which is why they were still able to just vote out Matt, the person they wanted. Do you think Heidi knew what she was doing? Her her goal in, in making I don't know. That decision. Yeah. I don't even know why she made that decision. Just probably to get Matt out. Really. I mean, she thought she was going to get Jam Jam out. Yeah, the yeah. repercussions of this are not great for Heidi because Matt's still in, or Jam Jam's still in the game. Uh, he saw her openly vote for him. Like, that's not a great look for her and Jam Jam yes. going forward. And so, it, yeah, it definitely didn't work in Heidi's favor here. Again, it's just so much power for her and I think maybe someone more outspoken and more forceful could have definitely dictated. Yeah, she was definitely relying on other yeah. people. She had to go around to everyone to help her figure out what to yeah. do with it versus kind of her knowing what she wanted to do with it. However, like if that uh, if that clue was found when everyone was merged, I think it has more power because she really didn't know what was yeah. going on at that beach before tribal council and what the decision was. So for her, it was kind of a little bit of a guess, yeah. a strategic guess. But if everyone's together and you have that, then it's a much more, not much more powerful because there's more numbers there, but you might have more of a, a decision to make. And we do see at tribal council based on what we yeah. as viewers see is that it is Jam Jam versus Matt. How excited were you when Matt and Jam Jam got together and were like, hey, 
there's two of us, if they're splitting the votes at yeah. all, we can do at least a 2-2 tie. And if we're smart about it, maybe we can get the votes on somebody else. Well, I think the interesting thing about this actual whole episode was I felt they were they heavily leaned into kind of the emotional side of yes. Survivor. I, I, I labeled it Franny, Jam Jam, Matt, Carolyn yes. all cried yep. at one point throughout the season. For themselves the and for and each so, other. Yeah. yeah. Exactly, right? And when it came down to Tribal Council, as a viewer, I was like, oh my God, like I don't want Jam Jam or Matt to go because I like them. They're funny. They're cool. They're great characters. It's good casting. You know, I didn't know much about Lawrence. I'm like, oh, great, you can go. It doesn't matter to me. But it makes a case for like, the character development on Survivor from a viewer's perspective is, I think, incredibly important. And the way the game's organized now is that a lot of that's taken away. And that's why they do the backstories and the vignettes. And, you know, they have to feed that information to the viewers because there's not enough time to develop that actually in the show because obviously there's idols and clues and people's running around for keys and hunting. So a lot of time is spent doing the other stuff. But I think it's just neat to think about like that's, you know, I'm going old school. I'm doing this is my rant, Tyson. You knew there's gonna be one. This yeah. is it. Like back in the day in old school survivor, when there wasn't as much going on, you really got to know the characters and you liked the characters and you wanted some to win and some to not. And I just think a little of that has been stripped away from the show as it is now. Obviously, there's a lot of yeah. other stuff going on that is exciting, but I think when it when Franny came down to these moral decisions and Carolyn didn't want her friend to get voted out, like you see the, the, the human side and why Survivor is so difficult because you do make friends out there and then you got to vote them off. So I like that aspect of the storytelling in this episode because that's a huge part of the game that isn't shown as much as the actual friendship, loyalty, uh, and how it's hard to vote someone off if you actually care for them on the show. Have you guys seen the uh, the rumors for next season? season yes, 45? an hour and a half episodes. You see that? Ooh, that I would yeah. like. Let's bring it back. Strongly, heavily rumored. It's not not one hundred percent confirmed, but it sounds like it's happening. Yeah, maybe they'll bring back the edge. Just do thirty minutes on the edge, Every, like we we did on Winners Every of War. Season, yeah. It was a forty five <laughs> minute episode with thirty minutes on the interesting people. <laughs> no, but that's what I like about Survivor. I think that's why people like, especially now with how good casting is and such incredible characters and diversity, I think people want to learn more about the characters. And so I think uh, it'd be great to have a little bit more time to get to know them uh, yeah. on the show. Yeah, I agree. And that, when I did see that, I was like, oh, great. Now we get to see more character development because there is so much going on and they do need to accelerate gameplay that like Survivor production, honestly, is in a, a, a spot here where the days are shorter. That's not going to go away mm -hmm. because it's financially, it just makes so much sense to just keep it at 26 days. But they have to accelerate the mm -hmm. gameplay and they have to stress and add stresses to these contestants so that there is at least some reflection of the 39-day hardship. And so right. that is... So an hour and a half, we're going to hopefully get to see more character development. Uh, yeah. Are we going to get to see Carolyn uh, back next season so that they can show us more of her? Maybe. Maybe they'll put her in the cage this time. <laughs> just her in the cage every And you got to get her out before day 39, you know. 26 that before is day the challenge. 26. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Day 26. But I agree. Yeah, some the survival aspect of Survivor has been yeah. removed. The... Um, 
character development of Survivor has been, you know, 75% yeah. removed. And then the other side of it is all the, that stuff has been added in. So like the three things that make Survivor great, like I went, I'll last out play, like, you know, you're taking away a lot of the stuff that uh, made the show successful uh, in its first, you know, 15 to 18 years. And, and also some of it is the progression of gameplay. Like it's not Correct. all the advantages here. It's also like, why build a shelter? You know? Yeah, we didn't build a shelter. Yeah. The War. I've never really tried to build like the token chains. We built like a half ass shelter of uh, heroes versus villains. We got some tarps and made a lean to blood versus water. Uh, we tried to make a shelter, but then we ended up just sleeping on the sand in the beach. Uh, winners at war. No shelter. You're just sleeping on the ground. Maybe there's a little ramshackle shelter in case it rained that everybody could huddle, huddle under wet or, but a like, or a cave, piss cave. But like now it's like it's 26 days. So it is a little shorter. And it's like, OK, I can sleep outside for 26 days. And the chances of yeah, it dumping rain for four days straight are even slimmer because that window of time is smaller. And I think that that's just the progression of the game. Do you think that survivor production should come up with a way to strong arm contestants into showcasing some survivor skills more? No, uh, you know, it doesn't matter anymore. You know, the way the game has shifted is in the early, like Jeff is like, I want to put these 16 or 20 strangers together and they need to create their own society and rely on each other to get through. But you yeah. don't because you don't need to survive anymore and you don't need to rely on anyone else because they're, you don't even need an alliance anymore. Like you really don't. You just need to have a, a semi-alliance with one or two people. You got to, maybe find a clue or an idol. So like there are ways to get ahead in the game that have nothing to do with surviving and or uh, alliances or any of those things. So I don't think they need to force you to learn. how. I mean, no, the provider role doesn't even exist. It doesn't yeah. even matter. Like it's almost, why is he even looking for a fish? You're gonna have to split a fish yeah. this big with That's 16 the people. And then they're gonna vote me out tomorrow. It. So why am I busting yeah. my balls to find a fish for these people when they're not even gonna be grateful enough to keep me around it has no power right. and also building a shelter is the same it's like i'm not going to build a shelter so somebody else can be here 39 days and win like you know right. i and i can last just as well just sleeping under the stars or under the rain so yeah that's yeah. A, a, a it's true but also that's like but it, like i always say it's not better or worse it's just yeah. different and this different game is you know just as exciting and uh i'm you know i, I still watch it but obviously, I have uh, I long for the old school game, Tyson. You may or may not know that about me. I do. Me. You're an old school guy. <laughs> Thank you. Even though you sell, sell new school, school t-shirts, I know. I just sell one. Okay, just one. How just many one. old school? This is a this is a new this That's is a new, a new school t-shirt. Right That's a nice one. New school. Yeah, I like that. Thank you. Yeah, you guys should uh, definitely check it out. Check them all out. I got some new designs. What's up the there, website? Tyson. Uh, Ethanzon.com. Oh, it rhymes. It does. Yeah. Easy, easy to memorize. Ethanzon.com. I'll go check them yes. out. Check them out. Thanks, man. We go to tribal council. Matt's giving Franny faces. Uh, I, I mean, that's <laughs> a tale as old as time. He's like, eh, it's me. It's probably me. Sorry. Can you do anything? Can you help me from there? What, like, what is, like, all of this is going through his head. Please help me, Franny. I don't know how, but if you love me, you, you'll find a way. 
Uh, she well, uh, let's talk about when you walk into tribal. Like, do you ever? I always try to make eye contact with, with you specifically, but yeah. I try to make contact with him like like it's gonna do anything. Yeah. Like I could like do some crazy facial structures that's gonna let them know how I'm feeling. But you try to make contact, you try to smile, but we're told to pretty pretty stern when we walk in yeah. there. The jury's told to be stern when you walk in there, not to communicate not with to those give folks away. still. Yeah. Yeah. But also it's like uh you you're also trying to read the jury, you're also trying mm -hmm. to play the jury. Mm-hmm because it's part of jury management, but mm -hmm. you can't play the jury so hard that other contestants see you mm -hmm. playing to the jury and use that as a reason to vote you out. And right. on Winners at War, when I won my way back in, and then they didn't immediately target me for a few tribal councils, I remember specifically sitting on there thinking, it could be me, and then seeing other people arguing and being like, I think I'm okay, it's not me tonight, guys. <laughs> you know? Uh, they wouldn't let me do anything except for uh, go to the bathroom once in a while. But if I left the shelter other than that, uh, nobody was happy. Do you think um, once the vote was, uh, control the vote was placed on Jam Jam, do you think it could have been swayed in that moment? Yeah, I think um, you could have had Matt could have done something. An active or open tribal council yeah. at that point. Yeah, I think maybe, I don't know what uh, is necessarily dictated there by Jeff. If it's like, okay, now it's time to vote, everybody shut up. Or mm -hmm. if you want to, if there's more, let's let it play out. Jeff, generally, if it, uh, if he likes it and if it seems like it's going to be good for TV, he'll generally mm -hmm. let it play out. Let's rewind a little bit there. We get this, uh, Matt and Jam Jam are both, you know, saying three people are controlling the vote here tonight. We're on the outs. There's not a lot we can do. It's going to be one of us. We're versus each other. Well, and then Jamie said the vote also needs to cater to the other team watching. Like, that's also yes. something you take into account. And that's where, like, wise jury management, but also, uh, you know, just like relationship management in general. And I think that, that a lot of people don't take that into account when they're like, it's not always like, what is best for your game in that exact moment is this exact thing. You can't always get that because... Mm -hmm there's more variables like this. And, mm -hmm. uh, and I like that. And we get this little flashback of Matt playing in the game. And all I can think is like, this guy's done. Goodbye, <laughs> yeah. Matthew. <laughs> yeah, this is a nice uh, obituary yeah. highlight reel. <laughs> but then we also get kind of a little bit of an obituary from Jam Jam. Not as bit. powerful as Matt's, yeah. uh, but still good. And uh, so I was like, okay, I guess it could be either one still. But in my heart, I was still hoping that Matt and Jam Jam were going to vote together and yeah. it was going to be someone else or there was going to be a wrench in the plans. I mean, we've had these flashbacks before where they flash back to someone's game and them moving throughout the game yeah. to the moment that they get eliminated or right before they get eliminated. Do you like those? Do you like those moments? Yeah, I think it's all right. right? A serene moment. Would we call it a serene moment? Or uh, I don't know what we'd call it, but... I think it's... They they definitely like Matt yes. as a character, yeah. and they probably had a feeling he was going home. Yeah. So it was, I think it was just to give us a little bit well, more Well, by love. the time they were editing it, they knew he went home. Oh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> you <laughs> you sure? You sure about that, though? You think they were writing down, like, <laughs> let's do a Matt flashback of his game up to this point? We don't know if he's getting voted out right now or not, but that's going in for sure. 
Um, yeah, if he wasn't going home, I don't think there would have been a flashback. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't mind the flashback. What I, you know, once again, I do like the human side of Survivor. Yeah. I like when it, I like seeing people cry. I'd rather see them cry because their like dreams were crushed or they got voted off. Yeah. But to see the emotional transformation of Matt, like testing himself and putting himself through these, you know, unknown circumstances to see how he'd perform, I think that's it's fun. That's why a lot of people go on Survivor. Yeah. Um, and you know, I think this this whole episode was about the social game and relationship building and some of the decisions made today probably weren't as strategic as other episodes and seasons because a lot was relying on emotions and relationships and friendships. Yeah. Do you, is this the reason you went on Survivor to test yourself? A little bit uh, to test myself. Uh, I, you know, back in night, you know, this is 2001, yeah. you know, uh, when the show was just starting. Yeah. The money was never really a motivating factor for me back then. Uh, I was an athlete. I saw Survivor as like the perfect game that touched like every part of you, mental, physical, social, spiritual, environmental. And like, there was nothing else like that anywhere in the world. So to be able to do that, like in front of millions of people on the world stage was exciting for me. You know, like I, I thrive in those pressure situations and that's what drew, drew me to this the show. Was, uh, so when you won, were you like, I'm the perfect human being? Pretty much. Yeah. I knew that going into it, okay. but that just kind of <laughs> solidified my own, um, you know, love of myself. <laughs> Good. Self-love is important. Yeah. The, they had to get an extra large immunity necklace because it wouldn't fit over my head at the end. Yeah. It was just so big. Yeah. yeah. That's what happened. <laughs> oh man. I've been there before. <laughs> yeah. Multiple times. <laughs> so yeah, I don't mind these moments, but, uh, you know, the juxtaposition of this with Matt's, uh, like cornball papaya thing. Are you a fan of the papaya, <laughs> of the papaya, the thing that happened? Not, not a big fan of papaya, you know, added a little levity to the moment. Sure. But maybe if he tried to barter something for real with Jeff, you never know. You never know what Jeff would be open to. I doubt it would have happened in that situation. Yeah. Jeff doesn't want to underwrite papaya. No, I probably would have. I don't know if you get voted out for throwing it at someone, but that could have been interesting. Pro I mean, pro <laughs> it's probably assault. You think? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, green papayas are hard, dude. <laughs> so we get Heidi. It's time to vote. And then Heidi reveals this huge thing. And she's taking Lauren's vote and voting for Jam Jam. Uh, I thought this was smart of Lauren to say, does mm. she control one or both my votes? Mm. That just puts it in people's heads, like, and also in her alliance in the moment, her voting block, that she has this extra vote and she might probably use it so it keeps everybody, you know, more grounded and willing to mm -hmm. stick with the plan. And maybe that was Lauren's play the entire time. It's like, hey, I have this extra vote. I'm using it no matter what. Like, that's how I would use yes. an extra vote if I were Lauren and then save it for as long as possible. We get her putting it on Jam Jam, and Matt still goes home, which right. from a perspective of someone who's been on the show and how the show operates, that was the best case scenario. If, she, yeah. if Heidi would have had enough power to push it most assuredly to the person she wanted, it would have proven that that advantage had way too much power. Right. So I think this right. advantage yes. has a lot that of power sense. and almost maybe too much power. But in this exact situation, it didn't play out that way. And Matt ended up going home. It was a little extra drama for Jam Jam as he was sweating it. Yeah. So if she threw it on 
you know, Matt, same result. Yeah. She couldn't throw it on Danny. I mean, on um, Brandon. So then she had the other two. She could throw it on. Jordan. She couldn't throw it on the person. Or yeah. Jamie. So there's only one other person. And yeah. But I mean, if she if she wanted to save Matt and Jam Jam, she could have been yeah. like, uh, it's thrown on Jamie, Matt and Jam right. Jam. Just vote for Jamie and you're both safe. Yeah, that's what like my, yeah. you need to give Matt, I guess she probably thought that maybe Jam Jam was on the out and she was giving Matt an advantage by giving Jam Jam an extra vote. Yeah. But obviously she couldn't get into the minds of the other three players. But if she threw it on someone else, then yeah, Jam Jam and Matt are like, hey, let's change our vote. I think Lauren would have played her extra vote in that scenario because then they still could have done, they should have still gotten it to like a 3-3 split. Like they could have done Lauren's extra vote, Jamie's vote and Brandon's vote on Matt. And then there would be three on Jamie. Yeah. But then on a revote, they'd be able to get Matt out. But that at least would have flushed the extra vote from the the Mm -hmm. game. Now it's still out there. You're still doing a 3-3, but you are flushing some stuff. Because now at this point, we see that Matt's gone. And it really does seem like it's a two-tribe battle. And Mm -hmm. that people are going to let Jam Jam, Carolyn, and Carson float a little bit, which is yep. always very, very dangerous. And viewers will say, this is dangerous. This group is dangerous. In the game, the other factions are thinking, this is dangerous. But the problem is you can only vote out one person every tribal council. So you have to let the danger, like you can't get rid of all the danger at once. Right. And that's the problem. And that's like the epitome of survivor is like it's not that game players and contestants don't recognize the danger it's that you can't attack all of the danger at the same time you have to (laughs) let danger exist and hope that you're targeting the correct danger at the correct time yes and i think uh the general impression is i don't know i don't know if they see jam jam and caroline um, as too dangerous, to be honest. Uh, they, they set it tight with Jam Jam because it's a good social game and everyone yeah. loves them, but everyone loved Matt more. Yeah. And I th- first of all, let's get back to the point that like it really was the only vote. Matt, I mean, you got to split up that love alliance yeah. no matter where you're looking. Yeah. So if I was on the jury or if I was on the, the non-voting folks, I'm like, you got you got to vote for Matt. This is your chance to get him away from uh, Franny. Yeah. So I think it was a smart vote. I think it was the only way that I would have voted. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, uh, I just want to address that because so often, and as a viewer, I catch myself doing it too. I'm like, that threesome's going to be dangerous. They're going to come back to bite you. A savvy player that isn't with them already knows that and already recognizes that, but they have to thin the numbers somewhere else first, then come back and try to thin the numbers there. And it's a full balance and a full thing. And that's the beauty of Survivor. And that's why Survivor so often flip-flops back and forth is that the numbers change and somebody was able to exist because there was bigger fish to fry. And even though the person who fried the bigger fish knew that these other people would be a danger, they didn't have enough tribal councils to thin everything else out before it exploded in their face. Right. And... It's and that's always the balance of Survivor. Uh, we get Franny sobbing that Matt is gone. She still doesn't fully realize that it's totally her fault. Right. That Matt is wow. gone. The love of maybe the love of her life 
is out of the game. Hopefully he can forgive her. Maybe he can give her the papaya for peace Mm -hmm. once the game's over and to win her back. You think that he needs to ask her uh, for peace? Probably not, but maybe just using that papaya could just be a good way to open up a conversation. Yeah, I think, yeah, sure. I I think they're going to be okay outside of the game. You do? Okay. But I also think that... uh, you know, Franny had new player uh, itis here where uh, she was more concerned with, you know, winning a challenge on TV, checking something off of her box and not even fully right. realizing that had she just thrown it, Matt, her number one would have been OK. He would have still been the numbers for their greater tribe there. And she would have also been able to dictate uh, what happened in the group of six that she had had they gone to tribal council instead. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's it. That's all we got. Uh, before wow, that's we, it? I mean, we still have one of the best parts of the show. Riley's superlatives. Yes. Riley, did any of our uh, going homes go home? I had Mac it, going home. Although I dude. thought I thought it was going to happen oh, not in this way, but uh, I thought I thought Franny might wise up and um, betray him, maybe even. But uh, that is not what happened. Did you predict the papaya moment? Was that in in, in your thinking at all? No, no. Uh, yeah, the crystal ball that I have was not quite that clear. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, did we get anything else right? Do you know? I don't. I'm not sure. Who do you say to go home? I- yeah, Riley. I, I've been. You know, obviously, I listened to the podcast, yeah. so your track record hasn't been great. It's been no. impressive in, in the in the negative way. Yes. Which is hard to do. You know how a lot of times people be like, you should play the lottery. This is the opposite. Like everybody was calling (laughs) Riley after episode four and five and being like, Riley, do not play the lottery. Never play the lottery. You should invest in some bonds. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Let's let's do the superlatives. Uh, Let's do the best move of the episode. I mean, maybe winning Danny... You know, winning the cha- Brandon winning the challenge is a good move. Yeah, um, but that's yeah natural. That though we don't count that yeah. outside uh, of challenges. I think Matt perceiving that he had been duped with a fake idol. Oh, but then he kind of misplayed that because he should have probably you know sat on it for a little while before figuring out how to navigate it. Yeah. Uh, which is always the case. I think if you future survivor contestants, if you are given information, sit on it for a little bit before yeah. deciding how to weaponize it or how to utilize it for your favor while still keeping you safe and out of harm's way. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take a pass. Like, I don't know if there was a real great move. Yeah, no great move in my mind. I mean, Lauren. And Jamie and Brandon sticking together was solid. That's yeah. what I'm going with. Yeah. The fact that they stayed together even with the threat of Heidi's advantage. Yeah, I guess so. I feel like this is kind of what I don't love about how they, like the twists in this episode of, of splitting into teams and everything is that it they ended up in a situation where there weren't that many moves to be made. Like a big chunk of the episode was just Jam Jam and Matt going to the Ratu folks and being like, here's why you should keep me very like, yeah when you get to like the end game of survivor and there's only one or two people with power to do fire making challenge or whatever it is. But right. Had Franny played that way differently or had Heidi played it way differently, then we could have had some, a great move somewhere. Right. I mean, playing that second vote in some way could have been a 
Yeah, for Lauren as well. A big move. Yeah, yeah. but she yeah. didn't need to. But she didn't. Yeah. So well, I think getting Matt out for the Ratus is at least the right move. Yeah, yeah I think that's so. True. Too. Yeah, breaking up the the best move is breaking up the love alliance. The love birds. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, the love birds. Worst move. Franny uh, winning. She had the yeah. opportunity oh. to drop it, and then she won, and then just spent the rest of the episode crying about how Matt was in danger. I mean, that is a bad move. However, a little bit understandable in the moment. I think 100%. Matt forgetting his bag or not bringing his bag combined with the peace papaya um, is <laughs> the two worst moves of the, the season. I think also Franny not having the foresight to bring Matt's yes. bag. Like, they aren't so connected, she, are they? They're not. If she's crying about how she couldn't help Matt and how there's nothing she can do and is you should only and be like, I wonder if he'll play his shot in the dark. Oh, wait, his shot in the dark's here. Maybe I should bring it to him. None of that. And also, I've heard that shot in the darks are transferable. You can only play one, but you can give them away to others. She could have maybe given her shot in the dark to Matt. Oh, like let's say she did moment. bring Matt's bag. Do you think yeah. do you think it would have been legal? I think we, they would have had a conversation about it. And in the end, I don't think he would have been able to. Because do you remember in Winners at War yeah, when you, you guys were going to go back? And, stuff. Yeah, we yeah. tried to hand you an idol once you got in. Yeah. And they didn't let it. Correct. Yeah. Huh. So I think separation means separation. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that, uh, I think it was a fake idol that we'd made that you guys were trying to hand me. We did. But uh, they wouldn't allow that. I, I think we would have seen a conversation. And then I don't know what decision Jeff would have made in that moment. But yeah, but the fact that Franny like didn't have any thought really for Matt's well-being. Yeah, they should probably break up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, it's going to be brutal for the two of them, maybe on the couch watching this episode back tonight. Yeah. Cause, uh, yeah, I hope they're together though. Yeah. I hope they're together. Watching it together, you hope they're watching it together. I hope so. Yeah, yeah. Okay. just to like what I hope. support each other. Do you think they have any inkling of Franny being like, "Well, there was a lot I could do, and I didn't do any of it," and Matt <laughs> being like, "Well, there's a lot Franny could have done, but she didn't do any of it." Or do you think that there was neither of that up until after they watch it? I don't think you know. I think they probably discussed it, and she knows what she did. But you know, even going back again, I don't think she would have thrown it. I really don't. You get so caught up. You just want to win. It doesn't even matter. Like, but I hear you. She should have made a different decision if she wanted to save Matt. Yeah. But Riley, what's yours? Oh, uh, for, yeah. Franny not realizing that she should have thrown the challenge for sure. Yeah. But easy to say when you're watching the episode. Harder in the moment. Exactly Correct. what you guys are saying. Yeah. yeah. Favorite moment of the episode. I kind of, I don't know. I kind of liked when, I don't know. It's not like a favorite moment. Mo I mean, I liked when, Matt figured out that he'd been duped for some strange reason. Like, oh crap, there's a fake yeah. idol and a real idol yeah. in the cage. For, like that was the first time we actually saw like the 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 fruits of this challenge play out how we wanted it to. We would have liked him to play the fake idol and, and just look a little bit stupid. Yeah. But I, when he you saw it click in his head, he's like, oh, I don't know. That was kind of just a fun moment for me to see. I like that. I also like the key scramble, uh, mm -hmm. the music over the top where. Like every time somebody was about to twist a key, the music would be like, little, little, and you're like, oh, they're the ones that are going to find it. And then it would back off again. You'd be like, oh, you teased me with the music edit until uh, Heidi found it. Uh, and I do like those mad dashes just only because uh, we've experienced them in person, Ethan. So, you know, mm -hmm. you get that little adrenaline yes. push as you're watching the show where you're like, 
God, they got to go and they got to go fast and they got to go as quick as possible and block other people. Yes. Like sometimes we weren't even finished reading the, the clue and we we're running towards the, towards the mountain. Yeah. They were like, okay. And we're like, me, you and uh, Rob were like, you know, we already, you know, halfway down the beach. Well, I wasn't, but I pretended I was. Natalie was usually the quickest off, Natalie, the, yeah, off the gun. Yeah. But she didn't find any of that time. No. But, my, my favorite moment is Jam Jam telling the tribe that in Fijian, Jam Jam means survivor. <laughs> Oh yeah, that was pretty good too. <laughs> yeah, his opening the opening scene of the whole show was was Jam Jam was pretty funny. He's like, you know, yeah. just being himself. But that's that's the thing. Like he's his loud personality uh is a little bit confusing. He's always friendly, always happy, always jokey, and you can't really tell if he's being strategic or not. Right. That's yep. good for sure. That's smart. Winner picks. This one's tough. I'm ride or die with Kane. Yep. Until really? he makes a huge blunder. I yeah, will he's he's got a, a little quiet of an edit. Yeah. He's like still stuck in what? Dungeons and Dragons. I love that. He's like, I'm in, I'm in Dungeons and Dragons right now. Yeah. I'm playing it live. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I want it like my, I'm going to go with my heart for this uh, vote. I'm just going to go with Caroline. Okay. My heart. My heart says that. I'm also saying Caroline. Uh, I've been Caroline. sticking with her for Caroline. Oh, yeah. Caroline. I've been sick, yeah. I can stick sticking with her for a few episodes here. Yeah. yeah. Well, finally, I've found somebody who's not going home when I pick them as a winner. So I'm just sticking with her. Well, you got to. She's got to be your pick every single season she's on for the rest of uh, Survivor's existence. Yeah. So, which I have to say, if they're doing a season two of the Challenge USA, mm-hmm. Survivor is never getting canceled. Like, if they are signing up right, for a second right, season right. of the Challenge <laughs> USA, nobody needs to worry about Survivor ever being canceled because. Survivor is by far a superior show in every way, shape, okay. or form. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. The la- last superlative is the next boot. And I realized I actually had, sw- I didn't pick Matt for this episode. I picked Carson. I, uh, oh, I, I was to get around. booted. Yeah. I, I'm looking okay. back at my notes doc from last week and I'd switch, I'd been saying Matt for a few weeks in a row and then I switched off of it and then he went home. So the love story was building. So you were like, there's no way he can go home now. True love conquers all. Yeah. Yeah. I think there was, there was something, uh, or there was like a fake out on the, the next time on survivor that turned into a real, oh, I missed that a real thing. Yeah. They were like, Oh, we can't yeah. let this duo go any farther. And so I was like, okay, Matt's safe. So yeah. Continuing my, my streak of just being very wrong about what's, what's happening on the season. <laughs> yeah. It's not Carson. It's not Carolyn. It's not uh jam jam. I know that Correct. much because they are now on the bottom and the two other tribes have pretty much announced that they are at war with one another. Yep. So at this point, Danny. I was going to say Danny. 100%. I was going to say Danny. My goodness gracious. Yeah, I feel like his name was brought up in a negative way. Yep. And he's, he's def- he even said it in his confessional. I'm feeling really confident right now. I'm a little, uh, you know, I know that was Matt that said that, but he said, like, I'm feeling sneaky. I'm doing everything right. I feel he's getting a little bit too confident, a little bit too cocky. Yeah. He does have an idol. So if um, he gets wind of it, he could play it. But they, Correct. but they know about it, and yeah. so they Everybody will knows about do it. his do, hardest yeah. to blindside him. Yeah. Oh, do they know about it? Do they know he found the thing in the cage? Yeah, Matt, well, Danny, Matt told Matt, him. Matt's Matt was like, "I'm pretty just sure, ninety percent sure." Yeah. Yeah. So they'll bring that information back. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah, lots of people know. He sat there. He told yeah. like a handful of people. So yeah, you're right. Yeah, I think it's Danny. I think he's getting comfortable, and I also think he's a target. And uh, those two things are, you know hard to get on plus he's naming names so right uh, so aggressively that that always comes back to bite you yeah so all three yeah. of us saying danny 
He's probably yeah. safe. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, totally. if only Ethan and I had said Danny, then we yeah, might have been right. Going home. I said that, him too, so now yeah, he's you safe. said him too, so now it's the the curse of the uh, reverso Riley factor. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ooh, the Riley factor. Yeah. I like that. So, uh, anything else, Riley? That's all for me, Ethan. That's all for me. Okay, what else you got coming up? You got anything cool coming up, Ethan? Uh, you know, just doing the name, same old thing, little bunch of little side hustles, working with grassroots soccer, doing a lot of work in, uh, you know, mental health uh, space through sports. Nice. So it's really exciting. Okay, I love it. You can uh, follow all of uh, Ethan Zahn's adventures on Instagram and or go to ethanzon.com uh to uh purchase merch the crunch poles there the shirts are there it's all happening for you ethan thank you yep uh that'll do it for this week on the pot is spoken uh thank you everyone for tuning in we'll be back next week see ya